Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 252. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Okay, Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn. That afternoon in the heat. It's a hot it's a, summer day. Is it far enough we need to take Butterbell or no, still it's, walk? No, you can walk outside town. It's just a matter of, like, it's not where you're staying or right. takes up your whole afternoon to like walk out there and inspect all the variety of of wares there's a variety of hot styles some of them are just like plain like single glaze type colors others are uh, seem to be glazed but like etched to remove the glaze in some areas so you get some relief patterns there's coiled clay type pots but then there's also more statuary type stuff here as well right so let me think, Milia wanted something you could put things in, but was more artistic, what humans considered artistic. And you were given Waith as somebody to to check yes. out their wares first. Yes, we could do that. She's set up in, um, I'd say, a somewhat prominent location. Mm-hmm. And she has, there's like an enormous urn type thing on display to like catch the eye. And then there's a variety of, of other smaller wares, some of which come with, like, cork stoppers and also, like, fancy dishware. She is currently working on something with, like, fine brushes. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll look. I don't know if Hepa can tell what is artistic versus what's functional, like, from her perspective. You could make a knowledge geography check. Yes, she could do that. What's a praise? Knowledge well, geography covers like culture stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's looking for something that is practical and artistic. I could probably guess what's going to be practical. What humans consider artistic is also a little bit different of a question. So what is the difficulty for this? I'm going to say it's average, but there's a black tie because it's a foreign culture. Okay. Amelia's not going to know if it's artistic or not. I'm, if I don't know, she's probably not going to know. But I succeed with the threat. You are able to discern from looking around the booths that you passed on your way here and Waith's section that her stuff does appear to be more artistic. It's more decorative. Okay. Um, and given the like level of detail she's applying to like the current painting on of stuff, you suspect more expensive. Right. So I could take a strain. I didn't know if I was just overwhelmed by the amount of pottery. <laughs> Trick might be displeased with the number of different types of pots here, but... But no one's enumerating them. Yeah, so I guess I look, I'm guessing they don't have prices on them. No, they do not. If you have to ask, you can't afford. Oh, yeah, I probably can't afford. Um, <laughs> I guess what I'll, what she'll do is look at, for a pot that she thinks might match colors she knows Camellia's in a room or whatever, anything that kind of reminds her a little bit of Camellia. I don't know that Hepa's really that, like, in tune to aesthetics like that, so I guess she's just going to have to pick it based on... This one's green! 
Yeah. I was like green. And, you know, it seems more intricate and it's a size we can manage. That's probably going to be more. And could she put something in it? Yes. And does this one look super expensive more so than the others? Then she can ask about that one. Okay. But probably it's going to be more about, does it look artistic and can I fit it? Can I put things in it? Are you going to handle this yourself or are you getting help from Trick for making your purchase? Um, I guess... You know that people do negotiate down prices. That is knowledge you have. Yes, maybe Trick can help me. What? Yeah, sure. Let's see. Oh, God, there's no, like, bucket shop. Even more. Go. Find a good one? Or maybe a, Well, a... what do you think? I mean, that looks nice. You think it's artistic? Do you think Lala would like it? So she, she recently uh, graduated from sorcerer's school, and that's like the darker green of the of the, the sorceresses. So yeah, I think that'd be good. Let's pick a couple options so we have something to work with when we discuss what we're interested in. Okay. And the first rule is we're not going to show how much money we have up front. Oh, no. Awesome. <laughs> that was like surprise because in her mind it was like different scenarios. She's like, Right. Does she have any other pots? She wanted something that was specifically human-made, right? She wanted something that was human-made that the humans considered artistic. Right. And maybe not necessarily elves consider artistic. But I imagine she would like to like it, too. Yeah, but I also assume it's similar, and that she could put things in it, and then I just want to get it home. What kind of things does she have? She doesn't keep plants, right? I didn't ask what she was going to put in it. I think if it will hold a hold something. Herbs and such. That's true. I mean, where else? Isn't everything herbs? I mean, it's a matter of if it's herbs or if it's dowsing rods or... Yeah. Uh, yes, I think one of those three and then we can see what's in the right price range. Okay. So let's negotiate against Master. Hepa's like, I don't know why what's artistic from a human perspective would be different from Elvish. What's shiny to mate? <laughs> I'm upgrading the difficulty, so it's two reds and a purple. <laughs> the pottery that we're going to buy is like a content, the contentious thing. Just one failure. So if you want to say that's like it's out of our price range. 200 gold. That's for you to decide whether it's out of your price range. I actually, I don't even have that. I, I do have 200 gold, but not, on, not for a pot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I have is 140, and then we have all right 200. So maybe we... Just look at a different stall. It is very nice. We thank her for her superb work, but that's uh, not quite going to work for us. I'm not going to be so gauche just to ask for another reference. We're in Pottery Barn. There's other pots to be found. What is interesting for you? Like, to acquire a lesser pot that is not as nice or impressive, to look for pots in every city you go to, like... My goal in making it be pottery is that so it's something you have to protect as you move forward. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to make you make it a game of make us. five negotiate rolls until like you succeed at one. And I think from Peppa's perspective, it'd be better if we can just find one because I don't really see her being that interested in like looking at pots. Do you mean find one like in a ruin somewhere or? Just find a pot that, we can that looks nice. Yeah. That, okay, yes. That, that meets the criteria. And then if we can't afford it, then she just saves up some money because she I don't know how expensive by these standards the thing that she destroyed to make to fix a ring would be, but 
So basically, I would just like to have enough money right. for it and then have a little bit back. So I kind of don't want to go over like 100 gold. I was going to suggest like we find a pot worth like 50 gold. Yeah. Cause we, I think we'll be able to pay Ulrich off when we get back next. Between my money and your money and maybe if I can uh, yeah, hit a stage at some point on, on the way. Yeah, I mean, we can earn, hopefully earn some money on the way back. But I also, if it costs money to go back, you know, even a little bit, we need to have a little extra. So that's a possibility. So yeah, if there's a just a seller with just something that's not completely obvious to HEPA that it's crap, but something that might be more sufficient, but maybe not as ornate or not as beautiful, but still would count as art. A pot with a story. <laughs> we can add a story later. A pot that I can add a story to. <laughs> okay. Well, there may be, by the time we're done with this, if we're going to be protecting it. It could be a pot that is, in a sense, mass-produced, but looks nice, and Camellia doesn't know that... This is one of... There's also boxes, she said. It ha- a container oh. that's artistic. So if the, maybe there's just another... Ah, so we have to go to the crate. Also, <laughs> that would be easier to transport. Yeah, so I don't know if that would be another option or if we just need to try another town. This is the biggest city in Wesloff. If you <laughs> cannot find it here, you cannot find it anywhere. But it might be cheaper at a smaller place. It might be cheaper, but it might not be there. All right. Make a perception check. As you wander around all the stalls. Trying to figure out what's in my price range. This is why I don't make commitments. <laughs> make a perception check of two purples, and there is also two black dice, just because there's a lot of clutter here. There's, like, shelving in the way. There's other people walking around. So, like, your line of sight is not the best. But There's you, millions of pots. You've described what you're interested in to trick, so you can get a blue die from him helping. Yeah. Oh, man. Three advantages. I was prepared to handle success with threats, but failure with advantages is... Yeah, and I'll tell you, those black die did not even count in that. I just rolled that straight up without even shelves in the way. Yeah. I don't know what I find out instead. <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah, there's so many pots and they all are ornate. Yeah, I don't know. Let's not get a pot right now. We can get a pot on the way back, like whether we're going up towards Carson or not. We'll stop by Weldon again. There's definitely pots that could be had there. It's also a big city. We have to don't have to transport it as far. We'll have a better idea of what our funds look like. Yes. There's just too many pots here. Yeah, and I'll have a better idea of my funds, because I definitely don't expect that you're going to buy a pot for my sister, so... Mm-hmm. That was not in my plan. Mm-hmm. I'll help you find a pot. I'll negotiate the pot. Because I, I started with we as our funds, but no, this is... Yeah, that's a good point. Let's go back. I can write my letter to Alric. Important <laughs> like, question. Kill, go home. Do you want to continue with the caravan or head towards Carson, where this maybe society stuff is? So if we went to Carson just to make some money and just to see some things, then I feel like we'd still have time to get back if we wanted to meet Ketchin in the fall. Does Hepa share what she overheard in the among the... Oh, Those. yeah. She is of the opinion that we should share that with Rodri, even if we don't go with them, just as a professional okay. courtesy. I have a clarifying question about the nature of the caravan route, though. Mm-hmm. There's a road that goes straight from Dan Talk to Carson. Yes. Is that the road the caravan is taking? The caravan is heading in the direction of Carson, and when it gets to the fork... Oh, there's a little road here. Yeah, when it I gets see. to the fork, the prison convoy is going to split off to go to the fort, okay. and Rodri's group is going to continue to Carson. Okay. Yeah, and that's when the the problems are. So at least they won't have the prisoners at that point, presumably, but I didn't get the specific... They're taking the prisoners to the fort. 
Yeah, I didn't get the specifics of where these bandits were in particular. Kind All of, you heard was that it was the road to Carson. Yeah. Yeah. That one sounds like people were looking for, and two, out of itself, it sounds like a story somebody is a rumor someone is spreading that may or may not be true. This could be the Forbidden Mages. Bandits. Also, like we've got your map for map for here, the Gray Woods. Like that doesn't come up in any list of Elvish woods, does it? Or do we know it by another name? Or that one, I one think, might be. King's Woods, like the king of Wesnoth's oh. wooded domain. Right. Uh, yes, the elves gave it to him because it was cursed. Yes, you can have those woods. So, you don't know. It, it's definitely not one of the standard elvish forests. And again, neither is our forest. I mean, the other thing we do need, we were supposed to do, is look for some sort of forbidden... I mean, we did kind of get that. We haven't been back since we got the poem, which I need to decrypt. So we did get something... I don't know when the caravan's going, but it might be worthwhile for Heaven to take some time to decrypt that in case that gives us clues right. if any. But Ketchin should already have that because we copied it from notes of his and Hellas. Yeah, but this is for this is for your for your daddy. daddy. But Trandalo did ask you to look into the Society of Shadows. Yeah, but he wants to know about the Society of Shadows specifically. That sounds yeah. like a Carson bound thing. Yeah, I, was it Carson that they were? Ulf told you that they were based out of Carson. Okay. Also, so. I could ask around for Ulf in this town and maybe get a more direct line. He has to have been through here, because he was bringing things back to them. So then maybe the question is, do we have a sense of what it looks like to go back to South Tower from Carson? Like, how long that would take? I still feel like we have a lot of time. We have Unless... seven weeks to the end of summer. We've been on the road how long? Three weeks? You were in South Tower at the new moon, and you reached Weldon at the full moon, and then you spent another week to Dantok. So you are three weeks from South Tower, where you are right now. So depending on how fast the caravan goes, I can't imagine that it's more than two weeks to Carson. So going back to South Tower might be another three weeks, unless we're doing it on our own. I think if we're going back, we could just do it on our own. Yeah. That will be faster. We will have tread the route before. There's a road. Yeah, Hepa's been updating her map with the traveling that you've done. Yeah, so that will be faster. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of a reasonable thing to go to Carson and then just plan to head back to meet Ketchum in the the autumn. And if that doesn't work out, we can probably send him in the winter. The main question is, if you are choosing to go towards Carson for the purpose of researching the Society of Shadow, whether you are attaching yourself to the caravan, in which case you are obligated to the caravan until you reach Carson, or whether you are doing this on your own. So if we do it on our own, I think we probably won't have to go all the way to Carson. You don't think the Society of Shadow information is... I think there's probably information to be had in Carson, but if I think we keep our eyes open on the road, we might be able to make contact sooner. Right. But then we don't get paid for defending that caravan. So save time, less money. Also sounds like they're going to need some help. The caravan? Yeah. Do you think Thomas is going to be able to handle a bunch of... Well, look, if the caravan doesn't hire us, he'll hire someone else. But also... Lightning mages might also be Society of Shadow. No, definitely. I think that's... (laughs) Bandits. If that's true, that's the case. I'm not convinced it's true. Yeah. This might be a rumor spread by certain mercenaries to increase their pay or... (laughs) Tricks like, I mean, it's what I would do. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like... Lightning mages! No one can verify that. Well, I mean, I don't know how far it would be before we get information. I'm inclined to go with the caravan because we don't have another plan. Okay, why don't we just go with the caravan to Carson? I'll ask around about Ulf here tonight. 
Everybody leaves tomorrow or the day after that. Yeah, and Rodri is really interested in doing things efficiently. So I he don't likes think, fast. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be... They like fast. ...dilly-dallying around en route. So we do that, and we need to make a hasty trip back. Uh, we could also, like, hire another pony or horse and try to ride back. Yeah. That would be faster. I mean, and the weather seems like it's pretty nice. It's incredibly hot. <laughs> well, for riding, I you don't think we're gonna, the other day? We're not going to have snow that is true. to slow us down. And we'll be on the edge of the forest, so honestly, yeah, on our way back, we might as well just go through the forest. That'll be faster than taking a road <laughs> for a bunch of elves. We can have some trees. Oh my gosh, it'll be so nice. <laughs> Are you wanting to use a favor to, like, snag Ulf, or...? <sighs> I don't know if it's too much to snag Ulf or to get some contact information. If I can use a favor to snag Ulf, I will do so. And this would be for the point of getting introductory type? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You can use a favor. You are walking around the pottery barn discussing your options. Oh, I was going to say Trick was going to go looking when the cover-up darkness fell. He would ask around. Oh, it's like selling pottery because he's got artifacts. He does have artifacts. That's true. He's not running a booth. But there are booths here that have, like, recovered pottery relics and things. He's interacting with an artifact dealer. He's trying to sell something to this artifact dealer. It's a thing that he recovered in the course yeah, yeah, of his yeah. other work. And if I may interject a possible action here. The artifact dealer is not believing Ulf's story on what this is and where it came from. Trick will uh, appear from the side and ask, Is that the, like, fabled wand of Maduros? And... He knows Ulf, Ulf knows him. <laughs> yeah, Ulf is able to close his deal with... Uh, yes, it, it's one of those, like, to the merchant, kind of like, oh, looks like I found my own potential buyer. Yeah. Why, yes, friend. When he closes his deal, he's like, yeah, that's definitely uh, too much for me, but uh, but yes, then we can talk briefly with Ulf. Yeah, he'll join you guys for dinner or whatever. For a drink somewhere. That night, and uh, you guys can uh, catch up on your adventures and such. Since the last time he saw you. Question. Yes. Do you tell him anything about what the staff ended up doing, or how it affected you, or the village, or... Does he ask? Oh, if he like, asks... He asks, like, how you guys have been, and how your own, like, expeditions are going, and things like that, and, like, did the, that staff that you guys encounter, like, turn to be out, turn to be useful for your purposes, and... I think it will be. We're still getting an understanding of it. I don't think Trick would, like, be very forward about what happened. So if you'd okay. like a deception check, I can do I that. do want a deception check. Well, actually, because the staff didn't really have, like, we had problems with them dead. Hepa doesn't say this, but it actually didn't have to do with the staff, even though Hepa might um, believe. The staff definitely knocked out Andophilus. Yes. So and also made Trick grabby-grabby. So maybe from Hepa's perspective, it didn't do anything, but Trick definitely knows the staff does stuff. I think it's the crystal that did it. Crystal staff, same thing. Yeah. Um, Trick would share, like, it definitely, it's a burden to carry. He would share that much. Okay. Two purples and a red is Ulf's vigilance, and I'm spending a story point. Yeah. I have no story points to spend. Two successes, three threats. Okay. So he can learn some details. He certainly. wants to learn what your true purpose in engaging with the Society of Shadow is. This topic is. Yeah, and I, Trick's almost, almost thinks that's reasonable. Uh, we think they have more that they can teach us. Trick gave Ulf the tip about the Book of Riz. About where it was, yes. Yeah. 
But that was just like, we're just researching. We're just... That was just like, it might be there. Um, but no, but the our purposes right now is because Daddy's just doing a project. Like, but he learns our true purpose. That is our true... Like, Daddy's doing a project, right? Daddy's doing a project is not specific enough. Yeah. Like, he's learning the reason. I don't know if we know the reason. The reason is so we can get help understanding the Book of Risks. Like, passages from the Book of Risks, is that sufficiently? Or like, that we... Or do we need to say the... What is it called again? You don't need to say Belay of Grita specifically, but... Specific passages. And Thrandall's researching undead topics. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yes, he's researching undead topics. From our perspective, it's not entirely... It's not like, oh yeah, he's definitely a necromancer, so we don't... No, I mean, this because he's Tepa's father, the way I understand it is if it... I wasn't completely clear if it was part of the still the undead thing, but it's all about fighting necromancers. That's like the whole, or necromancy, that's the whole point of it, is to be able to defend ourselves if there's going to be problems and the undead are stirring up. So that would be the... Yeah, that's your understanding of the purpose. Yeah. So I don't know what yours is particularly, but that's what I think. There's the base... slightly more caution. Yeah. The... Right, but Ulf is learning... Yes, he learns that Lord Thrandalil has an interest in the undead. Defending, of course. He's the one studying the staff, probably. And we have some questions about specific passages from the Book of Riz that we think, well, if the Society of Shadow has it, they might be able to help. Okay. So it is news to Ulf that you are actually familiar with passages from that book. Yep. And I think that's, he can reasonably acquire that information. And I think Ulf is a little surprised at this. And Trick will look at him like, did you think I just happened to know it was in that? <laughs> that might oh, it was probably in the, the House of Light. Okay. You used your favor. Yep. So, Ulf will tell you he's already made the delivery. That's completely expected. And he will tell you a safe password. Okay. For if you encounter a Society of Shadow type person, for you to say this word so that they know that, like, you're cool to talk with. Does he know if they are... The trick will say, like, I heard a, frankly, ridiculous rumor that lightning mages are operating on the road to Carson. Bandits. The Society of Shadow does not strike me as a group that just engages in petty banditry with magic. But perhaps you know better than I. What's your vigilance? It's, uh, I'm gonna upgrade this. <laughs> Unless there's some sort of lightning creature that we don't know about that we're like, oh. Yeah. That'll be two reds. They've got pixie dragons. Can I use? You can use cover retort. This yeah. is a social check. Yeah, I would like to apply cover retort. He succeeds with two threats. Okay. He says, yeah, there's always stories of banditries upon the roads. I mean, certainly not every road is safe. Lightning mages, I mean, we have red mages and white mages. Lightning mages isn't really a classification of human magic. He's equivocating. Right. But he's succeeded, so you don't know that he has other information. Right, right, right. But he has two threats on this. Yeah, I'm trying to think well, of a good... something that could just look like lightning. i learn about Ulf. Uh, Not no. his desire or fear. You actually already know those. No, I don't mind. Let's learn his flaw. He's greedy. He likes to make money. He previously, when he discussed his work for you guys, it was all about like returning items to people that yeah essentially like they had been pillaged and you know they belonged with their like proper places. Okay. Trick will take that information, and he's thinking about maybe there is a faster way to make contact than to take the caravan. How much would it cost to get a direct introduction? Ooh. 
<laughs> I was like, what's going on? That's a streetwise, not a negotiation. That works for me. It's a red and two purples. Actually, I'll have two reds. I'll use a story yep. point. Yep. Actually, roll a blue die as well, since you're playing into his greed. That is a success and two advantages. That's like three days worth of tour guide responsibility. So. But you might be bringing some valuable information that we can share with them as well. You have valuable information that you're going to share with them? Because it sounds to me Share like is a strong word, perhaps. You needed their help. Look, I make trades with you. I can make trades with them. All right, well... You seem like a reliable broker for them. I am a level three character in Lesna, so I need to be paid three coins every four hours. <laughs> okay, so... You were making $12 a day on your trip up here. Yeah. He wants to charge you 18 coins a day for three days. Um, That's a lot of coin. But you succeeded your streetwise check. Yeah. And you had advantages. But he was heading that way anyway. You can knock his price down because you succeed. Right. So, so his, 12 coins a day. Yeah, his starting point was 18 coins a day, and so you could negotiate him down to 12 coins a day. And he can get us there in three days. He's thinking three days because he's thinking he needs to, like, get you there and potentially yeah. back. Or, like, he has to get you there and then he's stuck there. Like he... Right, that's like the taxi fees out yeah. in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. So, 36 coins. What do you think, Eva? Uh, option one, caravan. Mm-hmm. We have the password. Right. Option two, get there, but it costs money. But we, we save time. A lot of time. We save a lot so of time. we could... I don't know that Hippo would say this, but we could find another job in between. Set up a medical tent. You know? That's true. It's, <laughs> there's services we can offer. Storytelling or whatever. Well, HEPA does need to make some money. Cause, well, Actually, triple we can get a cheap enough pot. <laughs> yeah. Triple asks, are there any generic supplies they need? Surely they, they live in the woods. They need things that are hard to get but are available here in the city. You're going to load butter bell down with... We can bring a couple things that will help offset some of our costs. Oh, goodness. You don't have to think of the net, but it's just... No, now you're like talking about, like, oh, we buy goods here. I'm not setting up a, a formal trade route, just a couple uh, a couple things. It could just be that, that Trick invests in some supplies to trade off, sell back to them. So those not have to be named things. Like, mean, from Hepa's per- perspective, this is our mission, because this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, Lala wanted her to get a pot. She could always go back out and try to get one, you know. Yeah, maybe they have pots. Do they have nice pots? No. <laughs> Um, so, trick one, we'll have to load up on nicer food items, like spices for cooking, because these people are living in the woods. Okay. They might be able to do some local hunting foraging, but it's not going to taste that great. All right. Then you need to make a note that you will need to make a negotiation check, like when you're there, to recoup your expenses. Yes. And you need to decide how much you're outlaying for this purpose. All right. I will simply pay all 36 coins right now. Okay. Understanding that... In reality, we are paying him half up front and half on return, but I'm just marking it all right now. And then you need to decide how much you're investing. How much am I investing? How much money do I have here? Well, did Daddy give us money on this one, too? Yeah, I've got, I know how much money I have here. Yeah, you gave a lot of it to Alric. I'm pretty sure we could go back and just be like, we had to buy some more information with the, for the Shadow so we could probably recoup it, but... If you want to do the outlay now, and then once we get done with negotiations, we can split the cost, because it shouldn't just all be your responsibility. 
I will invest 50 coins. Okay. Of generic, useful supplies while you're running it. Alright, and then you will be heading out with Ulf tomorrow after you make your purchases. We will let Roderick know about this. Yeah, I mean, threat. we could just give them. There's a rumor, sorry, straight If they haven't heard it, but just so that yeah. they know. Okay. I want you to. Somehow we're professionals. Stop by Rodri's to relay this information, and I want you to make a social check to relay this to Rodri. You want like a charm? Because we're just letting him know. I, I don't think Trick is expecting anything in return, but we want no ill will to happen to them. Yeah, I mean, Hippo's just, you know, we just did it. We're protecting them, so we might as well at least... Oh, and of course, I have a gift for Sir What's-His-Face, a gift for his lord. Okay. So you give Sir Shure the incense. Do you just give him the clove incense? Box? I just give him the clove incense. And one. you're keeping the same I'm keeping the other one because who knows what For your own purposes. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> incense burner uh, for your lord to smooth over any uh, any misunderstandings we may have had. I understand uh, you mentioned clove was a favorite uh, scent of his. Okay. He takes that well. I need you to make a charm check for Rodri to communicate the hey, I heard the road was dangerous up ahead. We're not going with you. <laughs> I'll lead with, uh, we decided we're heading our own way, uh, but we did hear that the road to Carson, there might be bandits with magical abilities. Rodri is a red and a purple, and you're getting a black dye for what for I just For bailing out. For what I just described. <laughs> bailing out at the first sign of trouble. Well, the third sign of trouble. The third sign of trouble, but I'm, it's not that I'm half-elf, I just have an act for charm. Can I help? I have a blue dye in, assuming you were were on board of this. This is Hepa's idea. Yeah. There's a success and one threat. I think he's slightly annoyed. We had seemed like consistent uh, work. Uh, It's getting a little expensive, but... Rodri appreciates that you took the time to provide advice and grumbles about, like, having to to now go hire additional guards. Don't think we met any guards here. On your way out... Knots and the beard are coming in to like renew their renew their their contract, and uh, you get like a, a ribbing from the beard about the fact that you're not re signing up. Uh, no, I decided I'm retiring. Earned enough uh, <laughs> coin. It's dangerous. I don't know. Uh, we yeah, can't let's... afford any more wagon wheels. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we actually lost money on the last plane. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's it's, good. Uh, it's cheaper for us to travel alone. I think less right. prone to magical accidents. Alright, they wish you well on your way then. Yeah. We wish them well back. Okay. So, then we are ending your time in Dantonk, and we will pick up the next adventure with you guys having your introduction to the Society of Shadows, Carol Ulf. Does it matter what I write to Alric for the letter back at all? For my knowing how to handle Alric's responses to various things that happen, it would be helpful for me to know, like, a bullet point of these are the things Hepa touches on, in addition to giving him some of your green hair. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if the hair would fit in the tube, so definitely she's like, I have things to show you. At least a couple strands out of it. Oh, we went to Dune School. She definitely tells Alric about that. Oh, okay. She'll tell him more about that later, but she's going to mention Dune School. Yeah, I need to know if she's implying that she knows things without saying what they are. Like, Yeah, I mean, basically, because I only have so much, I think she's not going to be able to tell all the things. She has things to tell him, and also, I think 
well, obviously, it was, she's very glad to have see his letter, thank you for the gifts, you know, that sort of thing. And then she, the bullet points are that she has so many things to share with him, and also that she's she met his parents. I think okay. it's something he she feels obligated to tell him, but I don't think she can tell him details with it because it's just not a very long like. And also, she's supposed to do it personally, so I don't know about like the the. That's so she'll just say, oh, and I met your parents. End of letter. I met your parents. They're very nice. Um, I, I mean, took him out of space. Sorry, bye. She could say that she has a message for him, and she'll tell him when she sees him. Okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to be, like, alarmist or whatever, but also just recognize we only have so much right. room on there, so. Yeah, that's fair. If you tell him you met his parents, you have a message for him from them. Yeah. And, and Kilk is looking well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use this precious space to compliment your falcon. And I miss you very much. And okay. yeah, I have so many things to share with you. Okay. That that at least prompts him to know that like something is up. Yeah, and then also we're continuing on to Carson's, so he knows where she is in the world. That sort of thing. Alright, that's good then. I think that would all fit on this. Yep. <laughs> you I mean you could have written on the other side, so. Oh my gosh, so many like draw little pictures and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably assume she's going to fill the paper. I would like you to make a coordination check. Mm. And you get a blue die from having your magnifying glass now. Okay. So you guys have picked up your fancy new gear. So yep. make sure you make note of... Magnifying glass, yes. Do we have any story points? You do one have story one, if you want to falcon sight yourself first. Well, I was trying to decide if I wanted to also try to do a falcon sight or just use the story point to upgrade the coordination. I mean, you might as well try the falcon sight first. Yeah, I guess what else do I have to lose? Everyone knows that you're here. <laughs> like, is there anybody left that doesn't know that I'm a magic user? Two purple check to increase one green die. Yeah, I succeed that, so we get another green die. So your coordination check will be made with an extra green die from Falcon Sight and with a blue die from your magnifying glass. How difficult is it? It's average. But I succeed, and I have... Um, Three advantages. Okay. So you have a little bit of extra space. Right. What additional are you going to include? Are you going to include little drawings? Are you going to include a tiny little bit of green hair? Are you going to say anything more specific related to his parents? Interesting, because they really wanted us to talk to them. I mean, I could just say that his parents miss him. But they seem very... I'm trying to think of, like, they seem very intent on her on us delivering this message in person. So I'm They not... wanted to make sure he got the message, and they want to get a message back from him. Right. Then, I mean, I don't really see the harm in giving him the whole message, if I can fit it on the paper. It wasn't that many words. And then reinforcing it in the when she sees him. Then if I have the room, because the message is that they, they love him, they've been trying to reach him, and they would love to hear from him. Okay. You can certainly do that. I just want to point out one thing mm -hmm. that might influence your decision. If you send that message now, then Alric will most likely act on it without any emotional support from like you present. Oh, and also without any context, because it's a very short message. Right. Whereas if you relay the content of the message in person, you can tell him more of the context as right. well as be there to prevent him from killing his uncle. <laughs> right, right, right. Because I saw Trick's response. And maybe that means you don't want to say anything about it right now. 
yeah, about meeting his parents at all. Like maybe you instead want to use more of the space for lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel a little bad about not her not mentioning his parents. That seems like a big thing, but maybe she can justify for herself that it's better to tell him in person. She likes avoiding difficult situations. Yeah, and a piece of paper is very difficult. I It would be difficult to text it. So, yes, forget <laughs> about the stuff with the parents. She will relay a little bit of their adventures. I mean, we fought Nagas. Okay. That was kind of an interesting. So she'll just kind of hit a little highlights and a couple of like, I miss you. and mm-hmm. Your penmanship is beautiful. You know, <laughs> All five letters looked mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Thank you. Because I was really like, does she tell about his parents? Does she not? No. Yes, okay. avoidance is great. All right. And then trick buys and buys things. Yep. Saddle up uh, for Buttercup here. Yep. Laden with sacks of goods. Uh, 50 coins worth whatever I can, can get. You know, at least a you know, bag of flour, a bag of sugar. Mirror, magnifying glass. It's like every time we go places, there's more stuff. Buttercup. Yes. Like. Yep. But it's your job to maintain your inventory, not mine. So uh, yes. I stay just, honest. I just list supplies. I mean, I have my mirror and things. Right, so right. I'm supposed to list it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I left the tongs in the village if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> They're in the back of your hobby closet. Yeah. One hock of ham, definitely included. But no dowsing rods. I'm not going to buy a dowsing rod. Oh, you meant you bought a hock of ham now. Yes. I'm going to give you 10 experience because I feel you learned a lot. Yep. And, uh... Got into only a minor amount of trouble. Got into a minor amount of trouble, but you, um, you know, you tried to work through the, through a system. Yep. listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for What's Not video game, and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.